Welcome to a math podcast in <laughs> today's podcast. Sorry. To be honest with you, it is Sunday and I'm going to be um, moving this one up tomorrow, meaning Monday. <laughs> and the dogs are arguing right now. So I got to laugh because Mac cannot handle Lulu anymore. Lulu is the uh, younger <laughs> pups of the tribe. And that pups is on steroids, pure steroids. And he's basically fearless. And he's like about, what, six months old? Not even. And he goes after Mac like there is no tomorrow. But he wants to steal Mac's baby. So there's an argument that's been going on since this morning <laughs> in this regard. It's hilarious. And it makes me laugh because it's just, it's nonstop. Okay, so now let's go and try to focus and run ourselves for uh, what we're going to be talking today. <laughs> and it's about, are you on the right path? So, there are a number of factors to take into consideration when preparing yourself and your company to approach the largest clients you ever work with. Yes, we're talking clients, we're talking big fish, <laughs> not little one, big fish, and how to approach them. So today we're going to start with a brief look at the three paths every business faces and show you which one is the path to success. Then we'll talk about the mindset it takes to attract the big fish. And that is on our next podcast, actually, for the big fish. I'm just letting you know up front <laughs> at the end of the podcast what we're getting next, which is called the big fish. So there are three major paths a business can take. Snail speed, shooting star, catch the big fish. So let's talk about the snail speed. Most business owners end up working themselves into the ground without much reward or success. This is what happens when you fool yourself into thinking you will find quick success. You may also find yourself following this path when you're afraid of change and that is so true because if you think about it snail speed is what we end up to do because sometimes we take too many directions we don't know where we're going and again and that's why i did that series by the way guys the series of uh, business breakthrough it's to make understand future entrepreneurs Millennia generation, Z's generation, what they call it. I don't like Z at all, but that's what they call it. Let's go fancy, call it the name Z generation. Think that, oh my God, I'm seeing this. That person is so wealthy, makes it so easy. Then, yeah, it's going to happen overnight. Fantastic. And it's like, no, it's not. To be realistic, and that's why I do those interviews on Business Breakthrough, it's to give the insight of how people got it started and what was the reason how did it came upon them and explaining their journey because when I do my interview you realize then I don't talk right away about what they're doing but where they started how did you got it started here's the recipe people if you want to do a podcast or write something interesting about people here's a little juicy juice from Emma here for free how did you get it started and look at their path and you will realize that 99% of them had an idea, but did not know 
how to get it done. When on their journey or in the middle of their journey, realizing that, hey, this is not going well for me. I don't like corporate. I want to start my own business. I feel it's the right path for me. And they go about their journey to make it happen. Did it happen overnight? Not. Not at all. Maybe one person did, but the rest did not. It requires work. It requires attention. It requires nurturing your business. So thinking that by tomorrow morning, you're going to be a billionaire unless you play the lottery. Great. Or you married somebody who's wealthy or an unknown aunt passed away and gave you all of their billion dollars money. Great. Fantastic. Congratulations. You're the one person. But for the rest of us, we had to start somewhere. We had to go through our journey of learning, understanding, growing, maturing, getting the wisdom and the set mind to not be afraid to take that leap of faith. And I can guarantee, and I told my story many times uh, onto my podcast and uh, my blogs, that when I got finally started, because that is a baby in the making. For me, it took me seven freaking years to finally take the leap of faith. And I got the leap of faith by a big kick in my sorry rear end, to be polite, yes, called an ass, that I had to do it. And the universe gave me that big kick in the rear end. It was scary? Hell yes. I would be a liar if I said, whoa, no, not at all. Hey, everything was just perfect. No, 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 no. You're going straight into the unknown. And the snail speed is the fear guiding you to, oh my God, Emma, you're going into the unknown. This is terrible. Oh my goodness. This is hell. You're going to fail. You're, gonna, you're not going to succeed. It's going to be horrible. You have no idea because the unknown is one of the scary places you will ever be, but is the most exhilarating one actually in the same time. You have control of nothing. You have no bearings. You don't know what's going to happen except keep your mind on the prize. That's the, per that's the area where the growth happened. But it takes courage. And a lot of people have bright ideas but are afraid to do the leap of faith. Give it to the universe. Co-create. Have faith. Believe in yourself. Believe in your product. Believe in your services. Don't wait for somebody to give you the green light and say, oh, yeah, sure, that's a great idea, Emma. <laughs> because some, most people will say, no, you're crazy, don't do it, you're, you're going to fail, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, blah, blah, blah. Listen to your little voice. So the snail speed is because we're afraid. We're not making the move because we, we are afraid to move faster. Okay? And also the delusional idea that it's going to happen overnight. It doesn't for most of us. And that's fine because that's part of the growth and the process because you need to grow and mature actually. So the other path is the shooting star. This describes a business that shuts to the top so fast you are overwhelmed and don't have the right resources in place to adapt. This can also happen from being overwhelmed by small clients and not taking the time to find large clients, which will sustain your business after the small client sales slow. So 
Let's describe the shooting star. I got the great idea. And you see invention, you see things coming, you know, are a trend, quote unquote. It's a trend. So let's go buy that trend right here, right now. And you make a million um, sales, your business boom overnight. You don't have enough resources to keep everything on stock because you need the resources to keep. You need your stock. You need the people. You need all of this. If you're not prepared to it, then you're going to, quote unquote, fail. And for me, failure, like my dear friend, um, <laughs> uh, Christine Spencer said, it's a lesson learned here. It's not failure to you're going to shut down and everything else like that. It's a journey. It's a lesson learned. When you become a shooting star, you need to realize this will, will sell very quickly, then flat out after a while. You have to be able to ride that wave of success, then prepare for the next launch, for the next product or the improved product, but you need to be able to handle it. And most people can't. When a product is that good and the offer is unbelievable, then people want it now. So you need to have it in stock. And quite often, people don't. It's sold out and you have to wait a little longer to get it. But again, you have to struggle to make things happen. So prior to launching your product, make sure you get things on stock, on shelves. If not, you need to be ready to produce at a higher speed, quicker and faster. And that sometimes is a struggle for businesses who don't know how to do it. Overnight success can happen. But the overnight success compared to a business that will build up everything that needs to be happening, then it's 99% of that. 1%, good for you. You sold something that, you know, maybe like the yo-yo, like a rose kit, like things that will sell very quickly. But again, need to produce and need to come up with the next idea. You can be overwhelmed very quickly. The other thing too, is you can be overwhelmed by small clients and you don't take the time to find your large client that will help you to have incoming income, sustain your business. Because remember, small business can order so much. Bigger one, like example of Waltiti. I love my Walmart. I know people say, Emma, you're obsessed about Walmart. I love Walmart. You know, to be honest with you, I don't go to anymore to any other bigger, uh, smaller, medium size, whatever. I'm not going to name their names, but one has a, a target somewhere on that. You know, uh, I should call it. I, <laughs> I gave the name actually <laughs> like target of others. I don't go shop over there anymore. Why? Because they're overpriced. And two, if you're looking at Walmart, Walmart is like for a small business, is like a big fish, meaning it's going to continue to sell. Why? Because their price are lower. Why? Because there's more people going in there. This is a billion dollar company that is the number one uh, actually here in the US for the retail world. The others are just a make-believe and they're trying to follow the trend. But if you go to Walmart, and look at their sales pattern. Their sales have increased even through COVID. Why? Because they did not, even through the recession, they did not hijack the price like others. They know because they have the right suppliers and they have deals with their suppliers. And they ask for so much volume that 
they can get it at a lower price. You know, I like the sour cream, Daisy sour cream. I like this one because there is no salt. There is nothing. It's just a grade uh, milk. And I love to eat it like that, actually. That's one of my things. It's just I don't even need anything <laughs> to eat with it. I just open it and eat it because that's so good. The price over there, it's a dollar, if it's not more, lower than the others. And it is the same size than other stores carrying. But the other store are marking it up because they can. And their volume are so lower than Walmart that Walmart can do that. So when you're looking at a big fish, then you can connect like, I'm going to use the example of Walmart. You can become one of their suppliers. And they will always, because they have store around here in the U.S., they have enough people to buy your items. That's what you need to go. So you can become the shooting star, but you need to make sure production-wise, resources-wise, you have enough to produce and have on the shelf to sell. Because when that goes on fire, your products light up on fire, then you better to be able to handle that wave. And most people, most companies can't. So the other thing I said, if you have too many small businesses, which is good, you still need to find about two to three bigger one. The one that really will take care of your business, meaning sustaining constant order so you can fulfill the small business as well. Otherwise, you're always crumbling. That's not what you want to do. You need to have a good portfolio when you're looking at your businesses. You need to have a good portfolio of clients. That's something you need to think about. Now, let's talk about catch the big fish. And again, on the next podcast, we are going to talk deeper on catch the big fish. But today we're going to do a little talk on this one, not as big than the one from tomorrow. Or I should not say tomorrow, but the next podcast. And I'm not cutting what I'm saying right now, by the way. So you know when I'm talking, I do not cut or edit because I like to keep it raw and authentic because that's the best way to do it. And it's as professional than the other podcast as well. So catch the big fish. This is the path that allows you to build a steady pace that you can manage by not allowing your customer to outpace you. You can do this by putting these tips to work. One, attract, keep in luck in big clients. So it doesn't mean, oh, well, today I'm focusing only on big clients. I'm going to refuse smaller clients. Not at all. It's to give you a pool of bigger clients. So you can manage all of it. But think about sustaining your business and they are the one who will sustain your business wise integrate big business culture into your company and employees as well integrate big business culture into your company and employees meaning break the glass ceiling believe and i do the sky, and I was not, I'm going to change from the sky to the, the universe is the limit. Not the sky. The universe is the limit. When you start to infuse this into your business, into your own culture of the company and employees, then this is where creativity, this is where empowerment comes. And that's what you want. Acquire the expertise 
you need to grow. Acquired the expertise, you need to grow. Your business wants to expand and yield. One of my uh, big things that I did throughout the years, uh, consciously and unconsciously both, is when I look at the company, I can see the company who wants to yell. I don't see the people in there. I see the company overall saying to me, I want to grow. I want to expand. I can do so much more good into this world. Then this is what you need to realize. You cannot keep it so small. It doesn't mean you have to spend your money unwisely. It means you need to change your set of mind. You need to switch the way you think to See, you can go bigger. Have the courage to make changes as you grow. Again, it's easy to, uh, to sit back and hoping for the best or have dreams. But courage is to start to make those changes. It's to start to switch the way we think to allow the growth and the maturity of your company coming in. So now we're going to transition a bit and talk about the big fish mindset. It may sound easy to just find and catch that big fish, but if you're stuck in a small business mindset, you may find it harder than you think. And I agree with that totally because if you still, still think, still, I like still, still, still think small, you cannot attract your big fish. You need to open your mind and the way you do things. Think of all benefits of aiming at a bigger clients. Inexpensive, highly profitable, longevity and security. Think about that. In order to catch the big fish, you need to believe your company can make a difference with theirs. It's easy to get into the thoughts that a large company doesn't need anything from a small business, which is a lie. But this is entirely wrong. Once, once you take a look at how big companies operate, it's important to know which one are the best fit with your company one of the best way to get in the door is by knowing someone on the inside who can put you in a good word for you. If you're not sure, then you can start and feel like intimidated about catching big fish. So what we do is a strategy. That's what I am. I'm a business strategist. That's what you do. You create a strategy for that. But I'm not going to say much about how to catch the big fish because, again, it's part of our next podcast. So I'm not going to release everything that I know because I already recorded the big fish and I am not going to talk about the big fish. So you will have to listen to the next podcast. But think about where you are with your company. How do you struggle? Where do you see yourself? And there is a change of mind when you want to, you know, creating your own company is one is fantastic. It's your baby. Like I said to people, it's your baby, nothing else than your baby. It's yours. But you're going to need to grow and evolve with your company. We are in a world where we change, mature, bring very interesting things in our world. But we need to be able to open our mind to make the right changes for our businesses. And that comes with the growth, the wisdom, and the maturity. So 
this was our podcast for today. Like I already said <laughs> on our next podcast, we're going to be talking about big fish. And I, I'm keeping mine right now for about 20, 30 minutes max. Um, because I think that those are very concise uh, topics. I can expand more later on. Who knows? You know, you never know with me. And I still love to do my solo podcast. So those are my favorite podcasts too as well. I love to do, and I'm going to continue to do, by the way, the business breakthrough because I still have people I love to interview. And there are some already scheduled to come um, into uh, the next few weeks where I'm going to interview them because I want to continue that uh, to inspire people, but to bring reality of what really is going on in business. Because uh, people imagine, yeah, oh, I, have, I run my own business. And people are like, oh, that must be super cool. I'm like, yeah, well, not every day is roses and bonbon. You know, be realistic about what you truly, uh, what you truly do and inspire others. Because being able to create all of this and some more, that's what it's all about. But think about it. Think about if you have a business or you want to create a business, look at your um, uh, the pool of businesses and who you want to attract, those big fish. And stop the idea of by tomorrow morning, I'm going to be a billionaire. Well, you can, you, know, you can do it if you wanted to, but think about the success. It is not a sprint. It's a marathon because the... Uh, the destination is great. And I know when I was younger, I was like, oh, you're on crack cocaine, people. You're telling me, what? Have you smoked the carpet? Like I always said, you smoked the carpet or what, people? You're telling me what the journey is, is important? No, no, no. I just, want the, I just want the goal. And in reality, the most important into that entire process is the journey. This is the journey that is so important because this is where we grow, mature, and we can even change our goals, actually, at the end of the day. But the maturity, the joy, the, um, the, the beauty we are going through is unbelievable. Oh, this is interesting because I said mindful group thinking. <laughs> I just was pulling a card. <laughs> Welcome to Emma's podcast where she goes left and right, middle and center. This is what we do here. And I'm just going to read this one, guys. This is, the, this is just a forecast. It's not a prediction. It's the forecast. It's the energy. Keeping a clear mind, hurtful thoughts, group thinking. The human mind can be so many things. A prison, a latrine, a circus, a temple, a cave. It can be a place of restriction or a place of never-ending expansion. Ding, ding, ding. Expansion here, people. Expansion. Think about this. Right now, be careful of where you wander your mind. Oh, yeah, is that true? Because if you wander in the right path, in the wrong path, this is what's going to happen. The quality of your thoughts is key, and you are in fertile time for full manifestation. You want to ensure that the seeds you plant will sprout and flourish into the life you seek to grow. Be mindful not to scatter weeds. Again, it's easy to be influenced by others right now, too, especially in our digital age. It's hard to protect yourself from the energy and the sheer amount of information bombarding you 24-7. If you allow all the fear and uncertainty to pollute your mind and emotions, you will fill yourself up with this negativity, then see more of it into the outer world. Stay 
out of gossip and other form of groupthink. For when you cut another person down to their level due to their perceived mistake or limit them by uh, your envy, you activate like for yourself. So guys, think about what you're thinking. Small businesses think big, think something new, think Think, think of expansion. You don't need to work the how it's going to happen. Just see the outcome. That's what you want. Seeing the outcome. That's all. Nothing else, nothing more than the beautiful outcome. So that was our podcast for today. And as I said, on our next podcast is Big Fish. We're going to talk about the big fish. All my love, guys. And I will talk to you later. Bye now. Universe Podcast.